WildTalkRadio.com. Welcome, everyone, to Monday Night Raw. Wild Talk Radio presents to you the Monday Night Raw post show. So, what do you guys want to talk about? Featuring Sir Rockin'. Monday Night Raw. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for ya! Because we believe in doing what is best for all of you. Because after all, what's best for all of you is what's best for business. Now step into the ring with us for the Raw Post Show. This is Monday Night Raw! Wrestling has more than one royal family. As we are 54-ish days away from the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania. This is the Raw Post Show. Presented as always by MBG Films, YouTube.com slash MBG1211. Chat if you have that Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account. It's called Prime Gaming Support Shop. By clicking the purple rectangular button on the below the screen, you can use credit code Rockstock in the Fortnite app shop or Lindsay Ward because we are hashtag Epic Partners. I'm the producer. That's Lindsay Ward. So we are rolling towards Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia. We had some good tonight in terms of a main event, in terms of some qualifiers, in terms of just some fun things that have happened on this show. And we're going to run through what happened on this show as we head into Elimination Chamber, which is a week from this Saturday, live on the Peacocks and the WWE Networks Worldwide, including we had a six-man tag team match, The New Day. And Jay Uso, who just all sort of fit well together, took on Imperium, Gunther Ludwig, and Giovanni. Really good match. Not surprising. Not surprising. Lud- Ludwig just... Kaiser just needs to stop. He's just <laughs> ridiculous. But, yeah, this was... this was. I mean, you wouldn't expect this to be bad. It's the New Day and it's Imperium. And Jay so, Uso. And Jay Uso. And Jay Uso. So this is, you literally have a bunch of experts in the ring. So of course it's going to be good. It's a fantastic opener for the show. I enjoyed this immensely. In the end, Jay Uso pinned Giovanni after the 1D and a big splash for the win. And who, who 
with their ass backstage and get the shot at Gunther in the Intercontinental title next week. But one, Jey Uso. Let's go. Yeet. Yeet. So we I mentioned it last week on the show that we were not going to get them probably at Chamber. Either said it on last Monday or me and Brent talked about Thursday. Can't remember when. But yeah. I think it was, I think it was last Monday. I think it was last Monday where I didn't think either Gunther or Jay could get to um, Australia based on things. So makes sense that they're doing it next week on Monday. Well, next week on Monday, I was going to big one because that's one of the big matches on the show. We'll talk about another one here in a little bit. Um, yeah, and I sense a Jimmy very, very shortly. He's going to stick his nose in some business somewhere down the line. Yeah. But headed, headed to Elimination Chamber will be one Bobby Lashley as he took out big Bronson Reed in a Chamber qualifying match on the show. This is two big beefy men slapping meat. They did, in fact, slap some meat on this one. This was a solid match between the two. Um, surprise, Bronson Reed is not headed to the Chamber because country and all. But uh, Lashley's a good choice. Lashley's a very, very, very good cho- choice. Like, I like Bronson Reed. Don't get me wrong. I think Bronson Reed is a great talent. I just don't know if he's great for the chamber or not. He was in it. Something tells me he was in it. And I don't think it went well. Last year. I th- no, I think it went well. I think he was in I don't remember. Anyway. Well, it's, I, it's been a minute since... It's been a year. Anyway. More things. <laughs> more things. It was another qualifier match for the Elimination Chamber. This time on the women's side, it was Liv Morgan taking on Zoe Stark. This is Liv's best match in, I think, forever in terms of really competitive match. She looked really good in the ring. Zoe Starks was a good opponent for her. Liv got the win. But I thought Liv looked really good, especially for a TV match for her. I think overall, Uh this was her best performance in a while. I know she's been out for like six months, but still... I think even before then, no, like on her before then, like she wasn't like getting the time to like really thrive. I think she, she's put the work in the last six months to get back in the ring and she looked really good in this match. She looked absolutely fantastic. This was a great competitive match between the two. They were physical. There was a lot of back and forth. It was a great showing for Liv. It was a great showing for for Zoe. And yeah, you can tell Liv has been working on things and I would agree that she had gotten on that hadn't really gotten the time, but Liv... Out of all of the women on the roster, Liv was never, to me, the strongest wrestler. She has a great personality. She has a great presence, but she was never, to me, the strongest, like, in-ring talent. And you can tell that she's made those steps and those efforts to improve herself in the ring. You can tell tell she's been training with Addy for a while now. Yeah. You can can see it. Uh, Another qualifier, this time back on the men's side, it was L.A. Knight. Yeah, taking on Ivar. Pretty solid match. Uh, L.A. Knight got the win. It was a little sad I've already got the win because, you know, he's been on a roll lately, but it makes sense that you're going to have, you know, Mr. Yeah go into the chamber. Uh, and next week on Monday Night Raw, we're going to have a second chance qualifying battle royale on the women's side. So let's, let's talk about that one for a minute. Um, the, internet, the internet snoops were like, I see a picture of Jade in the back, like blurred out in the background. She's totally competing in the, in, for the Elimination Chamber. No, I, no. I don't think that was going to be a plan because she's going to have to lose and you don't want her losing her first match or second match as it were. Yeah, no, you don't. No, 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 don't. Save Jade's debut for something incredibly impactful, but also save that first match for for it to just be meaningful. Just don't put her in the chamber because she's going to get lost. 
I know it's Jade and she's amazing and everything like that, but she will get lost in that match. She will lose that match. You don't debut her. Like, you had her show up in Rumble. She looked impressive in Rumble. You need to whet people's appetite for her. You need to continue to tease her. You need to build that momentum for when she finally debuts. People are kind of like, yes, finally it's here. They're going to debut her. Not a Veer situation. We don't need a Veer situation. But just you continue to tease Jade and what she can do and really get people excited for her. So when you hit that debut, it's incredibly impactful. Because I feel like for her in particular... Um, they're really going to only have like maybe one or two chances to debut her properly or else they risk her getting lost in the shuffle. That said, we could be completely wrong and they put her in the battle royale next weekend. She went, but that's I don't true. Th- I don't, I don't think she needs to be, but we'll see other people in that battle royale next week on Monday Night Raw. There's two qualifier matches on SmackDown. So those losers will be in there, but we were backstage, uh, Candace and Indy were talking with Adam back trying to get into it. And then, and then um, Chelsea was fantastic. She wanted to talk to upper management, and that's Adam Pierce, but you know she doesn't think it. And she, the star that she is, she just thinks she deserves to be in the match and doesn't need to be in a second chance qualifier. She just needs to be in it. She was fantastic. Chelsea her, Green is owning the shit out of this, and, and I she, love her for it. She was talking smack about um, Shayna, and then Shayna and Zoe walked in. That was great. It was. It was lovely. <laughs> that was really, really good. Let's stick with the women. And Becky Lynch came to the ring on Monday Night Raw. She saw a sign of the crowd and it says, Will you go to a prom with me in 2034? I guess she's going to a prom, she said. She talked about her love for her business. She was 15 years old when she stepped first stepped in the ring. It's been ever, obsessed ever since. She said it's the reason that a girl who once failed gym class was able to go on and become the first woman to main event at WrestleMania. So the business is how she met her husband, why she has her daughter. It's also why she's missed birthdays, weddings, and her own father's funeral. She said her daughter is only three, but yet she's only already had to explain to her why her face was, was bloody, why she couldn't pick her up due to a separated shoulder, and why her daddy wants to fight Maui. That, <laughs> was, that was great. That, that, that was a lie. wonderful line. That was fantastic. She's obsessed and has never been worse with regaining, regaining her championship. She said a lot of fans love Rhea Ripley. And don't think anyone can beat her. A mommy champ broke out. She said she's not just anyone. She's never faced... Ripley has never faced anyone quite like her, though. She then got a drink. She made a toast about the ride they're about to go on to WrestleMania. Toast of Rhea Ripley to enjoy her last few weeks as champion. Bottoms up. Out came Nia Jax. She said she knows that she and Lynch have different differences, but they have something to say and want to do in the ring. She was very emotional. Very, very emotional. She said she'd be lucky if her mom was half the mom Becky was. Jack said, God willing, she'll become a, become a mother and lead by example that Becky is doing. Nia said Becky was going to win the Elimination Chamber match. Nia said there's nothing that will stop her. Just like there's nothing going to stop me from beating Rhea Ripley and becoming the women's world champion. She got real serious on that. Rhea Ripley came out right after Nia. They continued to battle. Becky was in the corner. They all got into it. Rhea yelled at Nia after they knocked her out of the ring with a boot. You're going to have to kill me. And then Rhea turned around, looked right back at Becky Lynch. They're teasing it very well. Everything they've been doing for the Becky Lynch-Rhea build has been great. They did a great last week. They did this week. They did great at the press conference. They're they're doing it even though it's not official yet. Everything is perfect. It's interesting and worth noting that the drink Becky Lynch used was lemonade. Mm-hmm. Which references back to one of her comments or one of her promos where she talks about taking lemons and making lemonade or taking lemonade and making something about lemons. 
Um, I don't remember it now. I'm tired. Uh, but it was a nice little touch. But yeah, they are doing the build for Becky and Rhea. So, so well, because they're not necessarily telegraphing that that's what it's going to be. Even though a lot of us believe that's what's going to happen, they're they're making Naya feel important and feel like a threat, as she should. And they're making Becky to look just weak enough and just vulnerable enough that you believe that Naya could actually take her down, which is which is what you want. Yeah, you want the sort of that element of surprise. They're doing a great job. Backstage, the, the Judgment Day were walking towards the ring. Our truth showed up toe-to-toe. Truth told Madonna that he's not in Judgment Day. Priest said he would handle it. He said they've had some jokes together, but it's over. You were never in Judgment Day. There was no initiation or reinitiation. Damien's like, tonight will be an execution. So before JD took on our truth, our truth was backstage on his phone, calling the Miz, hop on a plane, and Alan Pierce was like, you gotta get to the ring, you gotta get to the ring, and O-Truth is trying to walk away. It's like, he's calling Miz, trying to get his help, because they're gonna kill him. So JD and R-Truth had a match. JD got the win. That was all a beatdown on R-Truth in the ring. No Miz in sight, but you had DIY, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa come to the ring and chase off Judgment Day. They swing in for the save, yes. Best wishes to Maurice and Miz. Um, as Maurice is making her recovery, I believe that's where he is, is taking care of her. Um, but yeah, this was, every every good thing must come to an end, and you know, Archie being in the Judgment Day is one of them. But they're selling this very, very well, and they're kind of, I feel like this is aiding to the eventual breakup of the Judgment Day, which is what you want, because it's just, it's exposing those weaknesses and those tensions in the group um, that they maybe don't want people to see. I don't know. I don't think so. I think Judgment Day is going to be strong for a while. Hmm, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But I'm here for the drama, man. I know you are. Backstage, our truth thanked Johnny and Tommaso. He can't believe he was saved by DX. Truth asked him how Road Dog was doing. He then said, I have two words for you. And it was, thank you, not suck it. And they were like, at least we were the, these two, not the other two. True. Like, like they were Hunter and Sean. And then Johnny on Twitter posted a picture of them as Hunter and Sean. Their, their faces on Hunter and Sean, which is really good. Um... R-Truth Somebody got to Photoshop really fucking fast. They did. That was a great line. TX. That was good. Um, so yeah, there was that. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about the World Heavyweight Championship. Shall we? Okay. Let's, let's Cody, Cody Rhodes came to the ring. He talked about everything that happened this past week and thanked the fans for the reason that he could make the, make it happen. He, They were the voices. They all heard it. The We Want Cody's. Cody thanked everyone and said he doesn't know how he can replay them. Oh, wait. there's Maybe there is a way. He talks about being emotional. He said he's passionate about WWE and wears his heart in his sleeves and he didn't want to become emotional or then he would become, I don't know, a crybaby. Which then brought out a Rocky Sucks chant. Cody said that while everyone was saying they wanted him and there's one man who didn't want to hear it. Cody said the man is the most famous man alive and potential presidential nominee. We saw the Cody Crybaby's comments from the Pat McAfee show. Which was hilarious. Cole then asked His reaction McAfee, to it was really good. Cole was blaming McAfee for it all. Cody says he knows promos are different from the last time Rock was here, and few could fathom what what he, what he was doing, and even matching the Rock on the microphone. But what are we supposed to do with the Nuggets? And then Pat was trying to explain that you shove them up your ass or something. Um, Cody says he's a fan of the Rock, and he thinks everyone has been a one time or another. Booze. Cody said one thing the Rock doesn't do is listen. He said he didn't do anything to the. F- File the Rock's ancestors at the press conference, and yet the Rock slapped him across the face in public. Cody saw a look in the Rock's eyes that he was no longer 
the, had the people's energy. He said the rock hit him, which means he will hit the rock. This brought out now the world heavyweight champion, Seth freaking Rollins. Cody thanked him before anything else happened. He thanked him for what he did. Rollins was like, what other can I say other than you're welcome? Rollins said as much as he looked forward to defending the heavyweight championship against Cody at WrestleMania, he gets why Cody made the decision that he did. You gotta finish your story, right? Rollins says a million people around the world who want to see Cody finish his story. Rollins told Cody that he needs to finish the story for himself, his father, for for Rollins, and for all the fans. Rollins said if Cody doesn't beat Roman Reigns, then his title landscape on the other side of WrestleMania is very dark. He calls Roman Reigns the most powerful champion of the modern era. Reigns will, though, gain more and more power and show up even less to defend that title. This might be the last chance to take the power and then give it back to the people. Rollins asked Cody, though, what's your plan? You got screwed out of the title last year in the main event of WrestleMania. Rollins also brought out, you you fought your way back. You won the Royal Rumble. The deck was stacked against you. and The bar has now once again been raised. Rollins said Cody wouldn't be dealing with just Paul Heyman and Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns this time. You have the biggest star and the most influential man in the entire entertainment world. You have to deal with The Rock. Rollins told the crowd that he tends to agree that Rocky sucks, and that's why they're here to tell Cody he doesn't have to fight this battle alone. While they haven't seen eye to eye before, he though remembered Cody saying he wants to take everything from Roman Reigns. That he felt that deep in his soul. Rollins said that's why he stepped up at the press conference. He's sick of the entitled pricks like The Rock and Roman Reigns thinking they could do whatever they want and always get away with it. Rollins, though, takes partial responsibility for the man that Roman Reigns has become because he's never could imagine the monster that he did actually become. Rollins said the monster now has two heads because he's standing side by side with the only person who is entitled and selfish as he is. When it comes to fighting the bloodline Rock, The Rock and Roman Reigns, there's only one man on Earth who is uniquely suited to be Cody's shield. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line. Rollins said the man was once an architect and now he's a visionary. Revolutionary. He is Seth freaking Rollins. Cody's shield. That was perfect. Great line. Great. Well, when he said that, it's like, Randy? Because, you know, legacy? It's like, oh, wait, no, he's talking about himself. Never mind. But it was still a really, really, really good line. Like, I like that. Nice little callback. And who knows? Randy could get involved in this. We, 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 Talked about it Thursday, me and Brent, where it's like, you could add Randy to this once after you get past Chamber, because Solo has to be dealt with, so yeah. you never, never you, know. Because you, you can't bring the other part of Legacy back that won't work. No, no, that's why you build a new <laughs> shield. Um, yeah, I, yeah, man, they're doing tag match night one, and then the title matches. night two. It's the way it's gonna be. I didn't get a chance to come the, on this because I was out of town, but Honestly, in terms of outcomes, I think that is quite literally the best outcome we could have because everybody gets what they want. And, you know, I think it's very sad that Punk got hurt, but ultimately this opened the door, Punk's injury opened the door for them to be able to do this, unless this was always the plan, which it very well could have been. Could have been. But I like that it's like we're getting, it's like it covers for Seth. He can still be on WrestleMania, but he doesn't carry a full match. Which is good, because God forbid something happened to him and he's not able to go, they can easily replace him with, say, a Randy, if they needed to. Um, So you get, you know, Dwayne getting Roman or being involved with Roman, you can set up stuff there. And then night two, you get Cody and Roman in the solo match for the title, 
closing WrestleMania, which is very likely going to be potentially where Cody wins the title. Maybe. Could be Roman LOL wins. I have no idea. Like, that's that's a hard thing to call. It's like, I know history is on Cody's side, but a record is not. And are they going for the record, or are they going to have Cody make history? We have 54 days to kind of figure that answer out. So earlier in the day, Jackie Redman was talking to Sami Zayn in the... In the in empty seats. He said, Zayn is part of feels embarrassed by losing Drew McIntyre. He said he felt that way before, but he's overcome, was always overcome by an under, we, under-wavering belief that in himself. He said that he believes in himself is what carried him to WrestleMania. He said he is a contender and he will be a champion. He said it would not be an easy path. Shinsuke would interrupt this promo in, in front of no one. He asked what's wrong with Zayn, whether he's forgotten his big moments, and then act like he's in misery and gets sympathy from the fans, just like Cody. Nakamura accused Zayn of swindling people to stay in the spotlight, and he will pick up Zayn's soul and continue his warpath forward. Okay. Yes. I have to. I just have to talk about how much I love this from the standpoint of... And they've done the the Empty Arena interview with Sammy before. That's not anything They did, they did it last week. But what I loved about this is you had the message come from Shinsuke during the interview when nobody's there. There's no expectation of anybody being there. And he delivers the message to Zane. It was over the screens and Zane's kind of looking around like, oh my God, what the hell? But I love this because I think my one problem with professional wrestling is that everything is contained within a two to three hour deal. These, these, and the thing is, is we know most of us, a good portion, know that most of the WWE roster, if not all, are in the building from like a specific time, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, all the way up to the end of the show. They're there all day, right? And so been, you have people. They've been doing a lot lately, showing what time people show up lately. Yeah. They've been showing the arrivals. But also it's, so you have potentially 12 hours where people have beef and they're not interacting with each other and they're not doing anything with each other until that two to three hour stretch where they're live. What I really like is that you have Sammy, he's there, he's giving an interview and Shensuke's like, you know what? I'm going to send you a message and I'm going to do it now. And it's going to be between you and I. It's not going to be between us and the fans even though eventually it will be, it's on the initial delivery, it's in theory between you and I. And only you, myself, and maybe a handful of other people will see it until it airs live. It's kind of like the same concept of you have people like so pissed off at each other and so angry at each other that they literally cannot keep their hands off each other. And you're pulling them apart backstage because there's just that much heat and that much beef. This is the same kind of thing. Where it's like it adds a level of reality to the product that it doesn't necessarily have on a normal basis it's like yeah i could deliver the message during the show or i could do it during the day when you're least expecting it because sammy wouldn't because sammy wasn't wait wasn't expecting it he didn't know it was coming even though he totally did but the way that they sold it is that he didn't know it was coming and it adds that level of reality to the show and i like that that's what we're, we're seeing and we have been seeing for quite a while in the wwe product is that they're continuing to add that that level of just like this is a thing this is real these are real people this is not just some crazy wacky soap opera that takes place for two to three hours even though that's still what it is so i i really appreciated how they did this so and sammy sell sammy sold it well sammy was also selling it later in the night cody Rhodes walked up to him talked to him he still believes in him 
and they hugged. Everything was good. Drew McIntyre was interviewed by Jackie Redman. and said he's fighting Cody Rhodes next week on Monday Night Raw. And said McIntyre said Cody's second guest to finish the story. Took credit for pushing him in that direction. McIntyre said people think he did because he wants to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. McIntyre said he's the underdog and he has to beat. He had to beat AJ Styles to qualify for the Chamber. McIntyre told Cody. To, to told Cody to take himself out of the match next week because he's you know should avoid two things being in his prayers and fighting him one on one because he may not make it to WrestleMania. Sammy and Drew also met up backstage. McIntyre told him to keep my, his name told Sammy to keep his name out of his mouth and out of his nose out of his business. Zayn told Drew to get out of his way, which he did. Lead to your main event: Sammy Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura. Drew McIntyre came out distracted. Shinsuke got the win. Afterwards, McIntyre got in the ring. They beat down Sammy, allowing Cody Rhodes to make the save. This was fantastic. Good stuff all around. I enjoyed this thoroughly. I thought they did a wonderful job. So next week on the like, show, we... Go on. Like, you can't complain about Sammy and Shinsuke at all. Nope. Cody and Drew next week. Gunther and Jey Uso for the IC title. An eight-man tag with Judgment Day taking on DIY and Awesome Truth. And the last chance battle... Royal. Should be fun. But that was Raw. That was Raw. We are continuing on the road to Perth and Elimination Chamber and we are building because it's coming up just I think what two weeks? A week from Saturday. My god. And it's almost here. But that'll do it for the Raw Post Show live right here on the Wild Talk Radio Network Thursday night. The Rack is actually back live at 10pm Eastern. That's right, tune in, we'll have news, notes, a discussion, all the things. It's The Rack, Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, another edition of CB Radio. Sunday night, it is WTR, Sunday night, Russell Talk Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back next next Monday night for the Raw Post Show at 11 p.m. Eastern. It's at Wall Talk Radio. Facebook.com says Wall Talk Radio. Or chat. If you have Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account, it's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangle at the bottom below the screen. You can use credit code RockSock or... Lynn's M. Ward. In the Fortnite item shop or Epic Game Store. Why? Because we are hashtag Epic Partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Lynn's Ward, L-E-N-S-W-D. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lynn's Ward. You can follow me over on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Ward. And you can follow me on TikTok, Lynn's Ward Zero. There you go. We'll see you Thursday for the racket right back here. Long day waves. The Wild Talk Radio Network streaming live at wildtalkradio.com and twitch.tv slash WTR Live. Gonna give them what they can.